Hey, welcome, episode 154, We Made It Podcast. Thank 54. Next time I'm going to do it in Basque. I was about to say, dog, you got to start doing it in Basque language, dog. Do they have numbers? Uh, I don't know. I have to talk to my grandma. <laughs> okay. <laughs> episode 154, We Made It Podcast. Back in the building, We Made It Podcast.com. Caesar got the Basque flag in the background because he is Bass now, certified member of ETA. You can say that now because they put down their arms. Yeah, you know, it, it was it was for the best peace, peace, peace over violence. So you know, we had to do what we had to do. Did you did you guys get your demands met? Not everything. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we wanted to be a sovereign nation, but it's all good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, so much to talk about today. Um, Oh gosh, we we want huh? Just know, I know. Said well, I'm happy to be doing. We made it again. I really am, and especially after we got to be featured on our friends' uh, show, Chris uh, Off Top Party. Um, we got to talk about we made it and the journeys we made it. It made me really excited to record today. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and for everybody listening today, uh, we are celebrating our three year anniversary. Our first episode was our first episode came out on May 26th of 2017 but but just know that that we made a test episode was riding riding the the mp3 between text messages around may we was i was playing that in the car randomly we made a test episode i played like three times before we actually record the first official episode i love that test episode i think the test episode was may 10th i can't remember though that's, uh, that's for the that's maybe we make a patreon one day we can get donations of post that yeah exactly um <laughs> I mean, I did cut out the crazy part, so. Wow. Uh, but, well, I did it initially. Anyway. We need to do We Made It Uncensored. <laughs> it already is. Uh, uh, but yeah, three-year anniversary, man, it's like kind of crazy. We've been doing it for three years. Um, let me see how many actual episodes we've uploaded, because this is our 154th episode, but we definitely uploaded many more episodes than 154. Let me see exactly how many episodes we've uploaded. As soon as this web, uh, wow, Caesar sold out and put the beach in the background. Why, why are you, why are you taking the bass flag off? I just want to, I want to calm down a little bit. I'll do it at the end. <laughs> you gonna, oh, you're gonna change it later. Yeah. Okay. Why does the website not want to come up? That's so annoying. Um, what do you want to look at? Here. Um. What should I look at? Oh, never mind, never mind, here, I got it. Um, but yeah, we've definitely uploaded, uh, this is this will be our 175th upload. That's crazy. This one right here will be our 175th upload. Like straight up. That's crazy. So yeah, three years, 175 episodes. Um, dang, how many is that a year? Now I'm curious. Here goes math. Don't, don't do math like uh, that one video clip I posted. I don't remember. Okay, never mind. I posted this tweet. This this uh, uh, podcast dude um, doing some math. It was it was rough on on air. It was rough. <laughs> um, that's fifty eight episodes a year. Just about divided by sixty. I'm like, I don't don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit us up. We made a podcast. Doc, uh, I'm sorry, we made a podcast on Instagram. We made a podcast at gmail.com for any business inquiries. Did you mute it for that or no? Hell yeah. Welcome back. So yeah, today we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. We're going to do the BVB versus Bayern Munich recap. Definitely watch that match. It was great. 
Um, some, of course, we've got to do some COVID-19 updates. Um, we're going to have an update on what's going on with the Haitian FA, because we talked about that a few weeks ago, um, what was going on there. What, what episode was that? I want to say that was episode 151, actually. Um, yeah, episode 151, we talked about the um, Haitian FA president charged with sexual misconduct. And so today we have an update on that situation. I have a few questions. Caesar's just looking at the uh, show notes right now. But, no, I'm not. Oh, you haven't looked at them yet. Sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have some uh, questions. We, we have some questions I want to go over. I want to talk about the transfer window. And I want to talk to Caesar about FIFA 21 and some questions I have about that, the video game. And we're going to talk about Gareth Bale being a crybaby per usual. But since, you know, there's not very much football, let's get into this recap of Bayern, uh, BVB versus Bayern. Played at BVB Stadium. Oh, man, you know I was excited to watch some Bundesliga. <laughs> and I definitely oh, – tier your favorite league in the world. Definitely busted out another tracker. Um, last time I did the Weston McConan tracker, it was garbage. But when I watched Schalke versus BVB, I was really excited. I was like, wow. I already knew of this player because Caesar had called him Dawood Betuni before, <laughs> but I was, but I was like, you know what? I'm a, I'm gonna do a, a Dawood Betuni tracker. <laughs> oh, Dawood has officially eclipsed. We made it a, a rarefied air in the good sense. We have the we have a tracker, and uh, we're trying to see the good. We're not we're not looking at the not looking for how many mis- ball uh, how much of a ball loser is. We're just looking at. How he does as a player, you know. Yeah, I mean, more ball loser tracker like you like to do. You try and find out the positives. Okay, I've done a ball loss tracker on Neymar. Yeah, because because you know how you attack. You know who you like to attack. You don't do a ball loser tracker on Gareth Bale. You don't do a ball loser tracker on on, on Verratti. But Neymar, you're like woohoo! <laughs> Real I mean, quick. I mean, Gareth Bale's not really a certified ball loser because he doesn't really get the ball. So. I mean, I'm gonna count his right footed crosses to nobody as ball losers, and I'm gonna definitely <laughs> count his his thumbs up as a ball loss too. Um, but I'm trying to think who else I did a ball loser tracker on. I think I did Di Maria before too. Uh, but yeah, so there's definitely a Dawood Beytouni. Uh, I I don't even know his first name. Is it Mahmoud? Mahmoud Dawood. Okay, so yeah, so it's a Mahmoud it's Dawood. Dawood Beytouni. Yeah, Mahmoud Dawood Beytouni tracker. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, and, and and as you can imagine, it's fire. But let's get into the game. Um, Second minute, I put – oh, I, I was going to do a Hakimi tracker, but I was like, I don't really want to do a tracker on somebody who's basically a fullback. But I definitely end up noting a lot of bad plays. Okay, um, but definitely next time – I think I'm going to do a, a, a Alfonso Davies tracker, but based on a conversation we're going to have. But go ahead. Okay, anyway. Uh, in the second minute, I put that uh, Hakimi has already had two bad plays in the second minute. Um, fourth minute, I put that BBBs on Bayern Munich's ass right now. Um <laughs> Sometime after uh, Matt Hummel's got a yellow card, I put that uh, Thomas Muller needs to go to Syria. Like, literally, he needs to go to Syria. Like, that's what he needs to do. Not that he had such a bad game, but, like, it's just – you can't do it anymore. I'll say this. I can I can make jokes all I want about Bundesliga. There's a certain pace to Bundesliga. For sure. There's a certain pace, and it's not necessarily about the team styles, but about the players they have. Some of those teams really do – you know, there's the, the the common generality among Germany is the, is the, the patient defensive uh, buildup and and th- that kind of half court, I guess, 
uh, offense. But these teams in Bundesliga, they legit spend money on players with speed, especially Byron. Byron. Like, Byron is a team that, you know, they love to get those really fast wingers. Like, they like to get those guys that can move and fullback. So, someone like Mueller, uh, man, your time is going to run out quick out there. Unless you're a dude that either predicates on that or you like a Lewandowski that has the other skill set that, that can help balance out what you're lacking in top speed, like good footwork, good strength and mobility and, like, positioning, then you're, it's going to get rough for you out here. And Sorry, I could definitely, I could definitely see more like Roma. I could definitely see him out there at Roma, like just doing his thing, you know. Because he's really, a, he's really a cam, and like it's and just he, he's a cam. He's like a cam or like a really, really false nine, like a super false. Yeah, yeah, similar. Like yeah. it's and the game kind of just like got away from him sometimes because like he's more of a stationary player in the sense like Ozil, Coutinho, kind of yeah. like you're, you're like or Hamas, like you're you're a real cam and like. It's hard to have the game go through you unless you're like real. I mean, it just depends. Like, but yeah. the style doesn't really suit him, especially because they, they have a lot of fast players. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Lewandowski moves a lot more than Muller. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lewandowski, he works. He works. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So then the 16th minute, I put, damn, another bad play by Hakimi. And then there was another one in the 21st, 25th, and 40th minute. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but then in the 43rd minute, we had a really dope. I'm sorry. You don't think you could walk on to Real Madrid's lineup? <laughs> Jesus. Um, in the 43rd minute, we had a really dope goal by Joshua Hemmick. Um, really dope chip outside the box. The BBB goalie was off his line for no reason. Like Byron was like passing around the ball in the box. And I don't know why he ended up off of his line. Like he just had a lapse in judgment. And apparently Kimmich said after the match that, <clears throat> that he knew that he would be off his line. I don't know if he was just saying that to Cloud Chase, but like it was weird because when when Kimmich shot it, I was like, oh, I was like, like then you notice the goalie and he's off his line. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Like, why would you be off your line right now <laughs> and that yeah. far off? Well, yeah, based on what I've seen that goal, like to me, it's like you like. I feel like a goalie should really only be off his line if, like, the ball is, like, outside, like, a, a situation where a counter is happening or something's going on, something's crazy, or maybe, like, a corner kick comes and you fly out the box and hit the line or you want to you wanna be outside the, the, the line. But, like, right there in that situation, like, there was a lot of traffic going on. Sit your ass on that line, dude. Like, mm-hmm. there's a lot going on right there. Yeah. I wouldn't be trusting my peripherals by by going up forward when there's so much passing going on around an area, man. That's like kind of like a chaotic situation. Yeah, and it's like for it's that reason, like I mean, yeah, it was a dope goal. But like, if the dude is literally like three feet back, like three steps, that goal doesn't go in, and he just off his line for no reason. It was what, very. What's that goalie's name? It's like something. Some I think he's like Polish or something. I have no idea. Um, but um, oh Berkey, I think it's Berkey. I, I don't um, know. I remember I've seen him a few other times. Uh, and, like, I'm, like, you look like you have – to me, like, the times I've seen him, it's, like, you have, like, like the base to be a good goalie. But I've always seen him do, like, little things that – those things separate the elite goalies and the non-elite. Like, the best goalies in the world aren't necessarily the most athletic. They just make fewer mistakes. Exactly. The, yeah. the least amount of mistakes you make, that's what become the best because you want something to rely on. Like, 
Kaylor Navas, but someone that just is reliable, dependable, who I've always attested as being one of the best goalies in the world, hands down. You know, okay. like I, I could receive a good example. He wasn't the tallest dude, but he just didn't make as many mistakes. And he would make up for it. So th- that's what a, a really good goalie fundamental is. Yeah. So, I mean, he's off his line. Kimmich, like the Kimmich's goal is like something that a lot of, like he's a good player. So good mm-hmm. players can, can shoot a ball like that. But if you're just three steps back, like that doesn't go in. It looks cool that he tried it, but it won't go in. Um, and, and it looked like a goal that that uh, you see the, those goals. You see that shot a lot, and it doesn't go in. And yeah. you're like, all right, but like that one actually worked. Yeah, and, and, like, and, and Kimmich, Kimmich won't try that if the dude's off. Like on his, if the dude's not off his line, he's not going to try that. You know, the, the couple times I've seen Kimmich score, um, I'll say this: it's like his goals are very calculated. Like yeah, he doesn't just like he, he's not like you know coming down a field. And he's just feeling this rush like Akeem and he's just shooting the ball. Like, he's just shooting it. You know what I mean? Like, it looks like he's shooting it. And like, he knows, like, it's a, it's a high chance I'm going to score this. Yeah, he's and, a smart player for sure. Yeah, he's he's really smart. He's a good player. I mean, he's followed, he followed a, a good good people were ahead of him. You know, they had, um I think, was it Lom? I think Lom was right before him. And those are really good guys that kind of come up your, your game to be coming up on, you know, like. So that, that's a good system to start off with. And look at him now shining, honestly. Yeah, I mean, a couple of years ago, he did play against Cavani, so I'm sure he learned a lot. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, so, yeah, um, halftime, halftime is 1-0. Um, at the half, uh, Jaden Sancho and Emery Chan come on for Julian Brent and Thomas Delaney for BBB. Um, I put after that that Gnabry's been uh, pretty quiet, and he looked a little chunky. Um, 53rd minute, I was like, you can tell that Sancho is not in game shape. I put that in the 53rd minute and then 55th, then the 63rd and the, and the 90th minute. Like, you could just tell, like, he wasn't in game shape. You know what? Um, I didn't want to kind of – I don't want to kind of – I didn't kind of want to come at him, but I thought it was really interesting that the last game they, they chose not to start him. And then uh, I was kind of re- reading about, like, some some rumors around that, like, he was doing really poor. Like, he had done a poor job of uh, – uh, keeping him fit. There was rumors going around that he wasn't joining in on the Zoom meetings they were having for like uh, the workouts. And I didn't want to be the dude to like bring down a show. Cause I'm like, that's that could be cap. And then when like when you're telling me that, I'm like, oh, the rumors. You could tell like he just was not sharp. And there was like some times where he was like, like you can tell in his mind, he was like, I'm gonna do this move and it just did not work. He it, Look, I'm not going to – I'm not, and I'm not going to cape for him, but it's – this, him, like, what – that is not surprising to me. Not because of him, because, like, it's kind of weird, like, what we have going on right now. And the the, expecta- the expectation that 22 guys are, are going to be in prime physical form after you took a, a 60-day break is, like, kind of ridiculous. So, some guys like him – who may not have and it's discipline something Jane may not have the same discipline as like a Ronaldo or or a Lewandowski or whatever on his team. You can see there's going to be a drop off, or even like a like a, yeah, you're just going to see a drop off in those players. And you hope that you know they get back into gear because you know when you're starting the season back up like this, you don't have a, a ton of time. Like you don't, you, the time is not on your side. So if you didn't, because if, if if you felt like everything was going to be canceled because we all were just kind of in limbo. What was going on? Some leagues canceled, like let go. He's probably like, oh, you know what? Whatever, I can have these Krispy Kremes. All of a sudden, we start up again. Now you're you're back on it, and you're playing every three days. Dog, you don't have a lot of time. So 
You got you got to tell your coach, just put me out there every day, no matter how bad I am. Just put me out there, put me out there. I need oh, to get out there running. Absolutely not. No, I'm, I, and honestly, like, it's really whack because I'm looking at, like, all these other players, and they're in shape, and he's not. Yeah, so, honestly, they're... if I was the coach, I'd be really upset because when the thing so, shut honestly, down, you're going to – Same player, too. That's you're going to tell player. everybody – you're going to tell everybody it's like off season. don't be too reckless. Yeah, that's like, true. That's you know, true. Because even in, even like when you're on your vacations and stuff, it's not like you can eat twenty burgers. Like no, and, and that's what the, I think. That's well, a while back we talked about it. You know, that's what kind of really bothered me about the Eden Hazard thing about like him. Like, oh man, like the the pantry like looks real good. Like that bothers me not because like I don't think it's funny or anything. I just think like like you kind of got to be on it no matter what. There shouldn't be there shouldn't really be a time for that regardless. Like I'm sorry, like. If you want to be – you're not just like, oh, you're, you're playing really good at, in France or whatever. Like, if you're starting and you took that number on that jersey at Real Madrid, you got to just – you got to just go vegetarian or something, dog. Like, you got to be on this. Like, you got to find out the – you got to be premium all the time. Like, you told me that story about those PSG chefs that were serving out those cakes and they were like, oh, thank you so much, but they didn't eat them. They don't eat that stuff. They don't eat sugars for real. Like, you got to be that guy. There's there's literally no excuse. And, like, when I was watching Sancho, like, we're watching also uh, uh, Black Thor and Julian <laughs> Brandt and Holland. Like, they're right on it. Like, there's yeah. no drop-off. Holland look, looks in sensation. All, all of these guys do. They all do. And, and, honestly, it was it was really like – Morgan looks really good. Yeah. yeah. It, it was like on BVB is really just Sancho. Like, yeah. he's the only one that looks like – He's out of shape, and he can't get it cracking. And he was the only one who was the top player on that team who didn't start that first game. Yeah. So you would think, like, that's like, hmm, like, what's going on? I know they, they was like, oh, like, they wanted to save him a little bit by talking about injuries, but I'm like, dog, that's not no, a good look. You need to get on it. Like, No, it was – it's it's it's. there's no excuse. That's not a good message, honestly. Yeah, you're a professional athlete, athlete, and even going back a little bit to the Eden Hazard thing, it's like – yeah, like I get it, but like you're you gotta realize like you're the only player in the media talking like that. Yeah. You're the only one, dude. Especially only one top. Like yeah. only one who's who's you I mean, you came in to be the best player at Real Madrid. Like that's yeah. what we signed you for. Mm-hmm. They didn't come to get you to be the third best or fourth, but you're supposed to be the best. Show show why you were worth it. Show why you always wanted to come here. So looking at that 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 donut rolls and Hawaiian sweet bread. That doesn't give everybody assurance because think about this. You just set yourself up for failure because if you have a drop-off, what do we think? You probably was in that pantry. Exactly. So be on it, dude. Yeah, so Sancho was not yeah. looking like he was in game shape. Uh-huh. But, okay, so yeah, yeah, that's sorry. the first time I really noticed it was the 53rd minute. Now, in the 58th minute, this is the controversy, and I was literally floored. I, I, I could not believe it, and I would imagine they did not show this in the highlight package you watched. They did not. In the 58th minute, there was a good shot by BVB that ended up going, like, it got deflected and went out. Uh, I, damn it, I forgot who shot it. Um, it might have been Black Thor. I can't remember. But, yeah, I mean, yeah you over here reading stuff. I ain't, ain't going to let you. Uh, I'm, <laughs> um, this dude over here looking at all these different screens. I'm catching you right now. <laughs> you listen to me, and I don't say nothing. But go ahead, though. No, I don't. I don't. You definitely check your phone, but go ahead, though. Yeah, but I but I still listen, though. I know you. I was just reading about the Yaya yeah, yeah, Tori thing I'm bring up later. Go ahead. Oh, I saw something about him, too. Go ahead, I'm Brazil. Him, I'm, getting, I'm getting angry at him. Go ahead. Okay, but anyway. So, so I forgot who shot it. It was either Black Thor or Highland. I can't remember. But um, 
uh, Jerome Boateng, it fell on the ground, and then the ball got deflected out for a corner. Now, when I seen the replay, I was like, like, they showed one angle. I was like, okay, did it even hit anybody? Like, I couldn't even tell that it hit anybody based on, like, how he fell on the ground. Then they showed it, and the ball literally hit his elbow, and he put it out. Oh. He, he was on the ground, and he put his elbow out, and it hit his elbow and deflected out. And I was like, oh, that's a penalty. Like, it was in the box. I lit- they, they did not go to VAR. Literally did not go to VAR. <laughs> he hit the <laughs> – he literally did his elbow out while he was on the ground, and the ball def- – like, that's I would they, have lost it. I would have lost it. Like, they called the corner because it hit him. The only part of his body it hit him. Then it hit him to get the corner was the elbow? Yeah. Come on, it's a penalty, dog. There's no way. And, there, and I was like, they're not going to go to VAR? Like, I could not believe it. The, okay, and I'm, okay, so you know I'd, I'd be watching it on, uh, on mute usually. So I was like, oh, let me see what the commentators are saying. They didn't say anything. They did not even mention it. I'm like, I, I, the, all the B players didn't see it. Like, they, none of them could see it, you know? Yeah. So none of them were, like, trying to, like, tell the ref because they couldn't really tell. Yeah. They might have thought it went off his, like, shoulder or, or even his head maybe. But it literally went off of his elbow. That's insane. That's and really- there was no VAR. And I was like, okay, well, like – I was I started listening after that to see if they come back to it like the commentators like see if they show a replay again they did not and I was like okay you know I'm going to watch the post game commentary to see but then they didn't have any post game commentary <laughs> <laughs> it just like went to uh Colin Cowherd and then uh, nice. and, Fo- and Fox <laughs> Fox Force 2 went to, <laughs> Fox Force 2 went to another uh uh <laughs> so I was really I was like <clears throat> I was like, damn, dog, like, that really sucks for BBB because, like, it wasn't like they were playing bad, but... Um, they deserved an opportunity right there. They, yeah, uh, like, that would have been their... That, like, that could have been it, you know what I mean? Um, oh, oh, I forgot to say uh, um, that would be Betuni's first half tracker. I forgot. So let me go back to that. Hold on. Okay, so negative plays... I have zero positive plays. I got 12. First half, Dawood Tooney was balling. He, and, and he rolls his shorts up into his underwear, too. <laughs> you know, he's a real you know, you're a goon baller. Like, he was shorts up, he came out the ball. That's why you're a real baller. He was so and good. And it's funny because I kind of fashioned him more of like a deep-lying um, – did, did, did he have the tiny socks on again? <laughs> I can't remember. But, like, I fashioned him more of, like, a deep-line midfielder, but he really wasn't playing there. Delaney was playing there. He was playing more pushed up. He's, like, wearing the number eight. So I'm like, okay, like, he, he really is an eight. Like, he's, put, he's, like, pushed up more forward, making, like, all the great passes, just, like, controls the ball really well. Like, he was super solid. You know what I love about that? Like, he's literally stepping into injury. I think Vitzel's injured, right? Vitzel's injured. Vitzel played, to the, uh, play, played yesterday. One of those guys is injured. One of them, or China, one of them guys is injured today. So he, he's been stepping up in that role, and, like, that's literally stepping up. Like, you're coming into the role, and you're playing fantastic. No, he plays so want to well. be able to make that – you want to make that – you want to make it hard for the coach to decide what to do in the future. Like, 
you want to make that decision tough. If it's an easy switch for you, that's when you got to fix your game up. But he just comes in and he's he's beyond solid. He's creating a great opportunity for them. I mean, a lot of the reason why they destroy Schalke last time was his solid play in the midfield, winning those midfield battles. And he's probably part of the main reason why they, they were able to stay in this game so well. So he's playing so well in midfield. He was super True eight. Good. Yeah, super good. Um, I like him. Uh, he he did get a yellow card in the 67th minute, but it was not fair at all. Um, in the 70th minute, in the 70th minute, I put like uh, that uh, Holland was quiet for a while, but then he he was hurt actually. So your boy Giovanni Reina came in. I, okay, so they showed somebody coming down off the bench, like coming down to come in. I was like, damn, who is that little kid? I'm like, holy shit, this guy looks like he's 16 years old. <laughs> And then they were like, oh, uh, Reyna. I was like, well, that's him? What the yeah, hell? Yeah, so it's some kind of little American kid. I, I, like, I think in my mind, it's funny because in my mind, I was confusing his face with uh, Guerrero's face. Oh. Because when I saw him, I was like, I've never seen this guy's face before. Like, <laughs> and he also looks like a child with, like, noodle arms. And yeah. he was so basic and just literally worthless in there. That's the second time I've seen him, too. I, I wasn't, like, blown away by him. Not he, impressed. Uh, he's Claudio Reyna's son. That's why he's literally not, not impressed at all. Like, literally, he was just, like, playing on, on the right wing. There was one play where there was, like, a long – like, a, I think Emery Chan, like, switched the ball to him, like, a long pass. And I'm, I'm like, no cap. I'm watching the ball go. I'm like, I know he's going to miss that. Like, I know he's not going to control it. And sure enough, it bounces and goes right out of bounds. <laughs> um, what else happened? At this, um, at, this oh. point, at this point, it feels like charity. Oh, no, literally. He was garbage. Um, what's the name? Uh, Perisic came on, who I thought that was. I thought that he, I thought that Odriozola broke his ankle. I was like, oh, damn, Perisic. Well, yeah, it has been a while. It's been a while? Yeah, it's been a while. Okay, because I thought that he, like, I mean, broke it, broke it. They said Asensio's ready to come back, and that was the same around the same time Perisage almost died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Ocho is trying to murder you. And then, okay, so, yeah. What? There was a – oh, man, Mario Goodson came in. Oh, he was so bad. Really? Witzel came in, too, but, yeah. Guts is like the last dude that needs time off before he plays. He needs to be on the game because he'd be, he be getting chubby real quick. Seriously. Um, oh, so anyway, yeah, uh, Byron won uh, 1-0. One thing I wanted to mention, too, about the match itself was um, it was so loud. Like, it was so loud. There's no fans. It was so loud. So I'm thinking that the fans were, like, just outside because it was so loud. Really? Like, absolutely. Like, I, like there was times I had to like, because well, I didn't, I wasn't having the sound on the whole time. But there were times I was like, what the hell? Like, are there fans there? Like, I was, I'm, I was thinking maybe they just had the fans at the top or something because it was loud. So I'm thinking that the fans were just outside because, I mean, you you heard whistling, you heard like all kinds of stuff. Mm. And, and I, I don't think that they do the, like, pumping in fan noise. I don't think they were doing that. That'd be so dope. But it, um, it was really loud. They were I, – I saw pictures of some, like, celebrities or something like that at these games, like, like taking pictures of the players playing. So, like, I don't know. Maybe they they seemed to be allowed to bring some guests in. I mean, there wasn't really anybody in the stadium, but there was definitely people outside because I, – I, I can't remember who, but there was, like, some celebrity who was, like, on the sidelines for one of those games. Mm. 
So like, oh, maybe they really have like loud. some guests they're allowing in under some protocol. Yeah, it was really loud. Like it, it like it. Not, it didn't sound exactly like a regular game. And also, they might have changed the mics this time to like be closer to the sidelines, so you could be hearing. Maybe that the maybe the mics closer to like the bench areas. So no, nah, it was it was more than that. Out of there. It was definitely some people that were outside. Maybe they were just like watching on a big screen outside the stadium, because it was like. How would you hear that inside though? That's how loud they were. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yeah, no, it was crazy. Um, but yeah, you said you wanted to say something about Af- Alfonso Davies, the Canadian sensation. Yeah, so uh, uh, Canadian sensation. Um, there was a post uh, being did saying is he uh, is he uh, with the best left back in the world right now? Mm. And then there was some discussions about him being top five. What did? What, do you have any impressions off of him? I mean, because he's... look, I, I I also at first I like Davies. I think he's talented. You know, I think he's really good. I just didn't think that, like, he was top five yet. Like, I'll be real with you. Like, like you got to show me if you're better than Jordi Alba. Like, you got to show me what you got better. And Jordi Alba's not even his prime anymore or top tier. He's still really good, though. Um, you got to show me you're, you're better than some of those dudes. You got you to – honestly, you got to show me you're better than Benjamin Mendy. Like, I, I got to see, like, some, some stuff. Him and, like, Mendy are kind of the same boat right now. Like, they have talent, but I'm not, like – Oh wow! Like that's that's it. Like, are you better than Marcelo right now? I really don't think so, man. So, I think it's good to like someone that's young, fast, and talented. But you, I think it's like relax on like calling somebody the best in the world. Like, dude, like, come on now. I mean, even uh, what was it? They, the, uh, they have an Alaba too, right? Like, they have a uh, what's his name? David um, Alaba, yeah. Yeah, he is he better than him already? Like, that's crazy. It's just cloud chasing off the young dude. I mean, trying to yeah. get headlines. Like, he's good for sure. I saw the thing where they were saying, like, oh, is he the fastest player in the world? And they were showing different players. And I was like, well, this is definitely cap because y'all are showing Gareth Bale, and that's been over for a while. Like, <laughs> I don't want to watch anything about Gareth Bale's speed. Unless like, for sure, Ronaldo, fast dudes. <laughs> for sure, Ronaldo is faster than Gareth Bale right now. Well, absolutely. And, He'd smoke him. And has always been faster than him. Oh, yeah. He's never been fast. Yeah, yeah. That's He's true. never been slower than Gareth Bale. <laughs> like, so these guys, I'm like, y'all are funny trying to put Gareth Bale in there as, like, the fastest players. Like, like for sure, Alfonso Davies is fast. Mbappe's fast, like, real speed merchant type dudes. Um, Coleman used to be super fast. Who? Coleman used to be fast as hell. Yeah, that, that's over. Um, yeah, I mean, ever since he went to jail, so. <laughs> well, sadly, he didn't go to jail. But, um, yeah, like, I mean, he is good, but, like, you got to see more of him. And you have to see more of Because, honestly, I don't think he wants to be the left back. Like, he wants to play up there on the wing and get it cracking. It sucks because – it's kind of hard for him to be up there because they like seem to spend money on players up there, like Perisic. Well, uh, well, he's. I think he's better than Perisic right now. I think like they, yeah, well, I, that's why I thought the Perisic thing was kind of weird. I'm like, why wouldn't you want to give the opportunity to Davies? But I think Alba's still injured. So no, like, Alba, Alba was playing center back. Yeah, it's really weird. I don't know what they got going on over there, but like, well, I would think that you would want to put all Davies in that position because. But getting to Paris, that kind of just delays that, like, advancement into Davies in the front line. Well, the, the who started this match was Gnabry, Lewandowski, and, and Homan. Yeah, Homan. Um, Alfonso Davies, like, I mean, he's still young, so, like, it's fine. Yeah. Like, you, you still got time to, like, ease him into the oh, matches. Oh, yeah, he's young as hell, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Gnabry is definitely better than him. Um, 
I mean, they, they could be outside the field, though. That's cool. Yeah, Kingsley Ho, man, like, I don't know. Like, I, like maybe I, I think he had that one break. It's been over since that one year. He was ridiculous. Yeah, but, but like, also you got to think of the coach. Like, the coach is going to know, like, who to trust more. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, Because, yeah, like, maybe Davies has, like, more talent and more skills. But, like, who you're going to trust in certain moments, it yeah. might be somebody older. Yeah, the coach could be like, I know what I can get from Coleman. And then right now, Davies up there is like a wild card. And yeah. I don't want to roll wild cards. And Davies in the back line might just be more solid for them right now. So Yeah, and, like, as far as defensively, like, he didn't do a whole lot defensively for me. But, like, it maybe he just didn't really need to. But he's solid. Like, yeah. You know I how it is. Good. With I, I think he's really good. I think he gets all the talent in the world myself also. I just yeah. I'm like, damn, top already. That's a, that's super. Like, dog, like, I haven't even seen you, like, do things in Champions League for me to say that. Like, I, I feel like I got to see you on that stage. You feel me? Like, I want to see you on the stage. Are you better than regular? Are you are you better than on the regular? I don't think so. Like, regular is filthy. They're just – you know how they do. They just trying to create headlines and get, get a bunch of comments. They must have forgot last year when Regulon was starting for Real on the regular. He was out there putting in work when Marcelo was injured. Yeah, it, it's really not even like it's 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 just to get yeah. comments and like I agree for somebody to be like, oh, Messi's a better left back. <laughs> but like I said, I think he's super talented. I just don't. I'm not ready to crown him yet. Like that's not, yeah, not in one season. Like I'm gonna be like, yeah, that guy's like top five. Like no, especially not playing for Bayer. Like. When Bayern beat the dog shit out of Tottenham, it was like 7-2 or something like that. It wasn't Alfonso Davies' show. It was Gnabry <laughs> and Lewandowski. So, like, you know, you would think, like, okay, if he's if he's one of them, like, top five type players, like, that game, I think Gnabry, Kimmich, and Lewandowski scored. You yeah. would think, like, he would have gotten in the mix. And not to say, like, he has to, but if anything, you ain't going to start talking about somebody being top five if in a 7-2 or whatever thrashing, it wasn't his show. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, that's just <clears throat> a major media being major media. But anyway, uh, I think Byron is seven points ahead of BBB now. So, unless the season ends up getting canceled from the second wave, they're probably going to win the league. Um, it might have been a big opportunity for BBB to really make up that space. That sucks. Yeah. Um, but who knows? I mean, we'll see. Anyway, getting up to this uh, COVID-19 updates, La Liga has put out their schedule. They're saying that the games are going to start – That well, they're saying that games can be played from the week commencing June 8th. So um, I think they're going to start trying to play June 12th, which is a Friday. And, yeah, like they got – I think it's like 10 match weeks left. Um. They got pretty much the whole um, – well, there's 11, 11 uh, match weeks left. So, yeah, I, it looks like in, a, in, a, in about a couple weeks, we're going to be having a La Liga back. Oh, I'm so excited for that. Yeah. Whoa. I don't think uh, EPL is going to come back in that time because they just started training. But it seems like uh, Spain's been training for a little bit. It's gonna. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of rusty players too. I'm I'm actually curious about Eden Hazard. I don't know if he's still injured or what, but um, that'll be interesting. Yeah, I wonder who's gonna who's gonna get cleared for uh, Real Madrid. I'm really interested to see who, who's cleared that. I know there was talking about like they wanted to clear um, Hamas and Asensio, so I want to see what the deal is. I, I really want to see those guys back out there. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, and speaking of um, uh, what's the name um, Real Madrid, we will definitely be talking about Gareth Bale later too. Okay. Um, 
and and also with the well, there was there was an article I just saw before we started recording. I guess there was some more positive uh, COVID nineteen tests in England, mm-hmm. like in the Premier League. I don't know if there were players or not, but I don't know if that's going to derail the situation. But the Lyon president, <laughs> he's really salty, which I can understand, and he's saying that. He, he sent a letter to uh, Emmanuel Macron, the prime minister of France, saying that they should restart the league. Like, they got to reconsider the termination of the season. Um, he said that French football would face an unprecedented economic and social crisis. Um, he said the Bundesliga resume matches on May 16th. Spain will resume matches on June 8th. Italy, Russia, and Portugal have resumed collective training in England is working on a resumption after June 19th. How can France not be degraded very quickly and see its professional football devalued? Um, he's also saying that um, he, cause I guess France is uh, announcing easing of restrictions on June 2nd. So he said, could we imagine that June 2nd is also a great opportunity to rectify the mistake concerning French football and to allow, with the health protocol used everywhere, a gradual resumption, resumption of training, and why not a resumption of the 2019-2020 uh, uh, season over the months of July or August? Um, I, I honestly, I feel for him. Like it just is really, really whack that they terminated the season. In my opinion, at least, at least right now, it looks whack. Unless, like, like right now it's whack unless <laughs> there's a big second wave in the other countries and they got to end up terminating. So they haven't been vindicated yet. But I feel for him because Lyon, based on what they did, Lyon is not in Europe next season. And I, I, I mean, for him, he's like, damn, dude, like, I really got the short end of the stick. And also, hmm. there was a guy who used to work for Lyon. I feel like he's he might be affiliated with Liverpool right now where he was also affiliated with Liverpool. And this is what we didn't talk like last week, a couple weeks ago. He said that PSG and Marseille influenced that decision to try to keep Lyon out of Europe next season. Like they did it to like screw over Lyon. So that, that, that's cute. But um, so the thing is, is uh, it only, it only makes it worse because he's sitting at home watching Bundesliga games like we are. And it's like, damn, that's messed up. They're able to play and we can't, and they're not even that far from us. Because um, we have we have teams in Germany, too, like Strasbourg. So, uh, Strasbourg probably like, why can't we play? All our neighbors are. All our homies are playing. Um, yeah, that sucks because it almost seemed like Lego wanted to, like, do the first to make a positive stance, and it's like no one really fell in line with them. And uh, now I'll say this. I'm, that's That's me just kind of reaching. I mean, it also could be – France seems to always have seem to have different like stances on their sports than other other countries have. I mean, I hate to bring it up like I always do, but like for example, like there's like MMA, it's illegal over there, but uh, countries around them they can practice and do the sport. So I just think it's they have like a different stance, and I don't. I think that maybe the government has more regulation over and more more like input into what the league is doing than other countries have. Other countries seem to have a little bit more expressive freedom what they do. Maybe it's because they receive more funding. I don't know what's going on. But that really sucks because, you know, Lego now is, is a league in the last six, seven years with a lot of talent and a lot of really good players. And usually it's one or two teams that make pretty good deep runs at the Champions League. 
And it's a it's a shame. Like pretty good. I mean, BGPS is a team that always goes to the final playoffs, you know, and uh, and uh, they always go to the playoffs. So you you have that situation where now these teams are are, are that want the same opportunity to go into the Champions League are going to get played over, especially a big club like Lyon, who who's working hard on trying to redeem, bring back their former glory, you know, uh, and 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 them going to Champions League helps them with exposure, helps them with so much in terms of a market that's really driven. Yeah, money and exposure, which is really driven on the people just seeing the league as a PSG league. And that's a that's a team that wants to be like, no, 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 we're here too. We was, we was actually putting in work before they ever did. You know, that sucks. Uh, and players that, you know, you talked about that we we were having breakout years like Depay, you know, they, they might have been able to come back and put in work and that's all kind of gone now. And they got to watch their, their compatriots and other players just kind of play in, in these other leagues. And that sucks. Even La Liga, which I thought was – Gonna kind of fall in line with Legon, gonna gonna can't count, call it too, but now they're starting back up, and England might start back up. England's been having people back in training, and you know, so it's like, damn, that really sucks. Like that really sucks. Those players there, and it makes me really worried about what those some of those top players are gonna do next year. Maybe this bothers them enough to leave because, you know, when those guys have a lot of money tied to them, a lot of power. And they don't want to they, – they might they might kind of take this offensively. Like someone like Mbappe or someone like Neymar could be like, you know, I don't kind of want to get down with this. Like that was really whack. And like that 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 made me lose some money and, and, and whatever. And I don't want to be here anymore. And you lose Neymar and Mbappe, that's, that's a lot of eyes kind of leaving. You know, that's tough. Yeah, and that's the thing that I wondered. That's, that's the one thing it's hard to know because – you, like none of the not not that I've seen any French league players come out and say like they're opposed to the decision and and to the contrary I have seen um, <clears throat> some of the EPL players like Cuneguero and a, there was a few other be like skeptical and even Messi to some extent being skeptical of coming back yeah. so maybe maybe it's a situation where the French league players are like grateful for the decision, but somebody like Olas, who's the, uh, uh, like the owner of Lyon, who's like really like, it's his money, I guess. He's probably like, nah, like, and, and he's also thinking about in the future. He's yeah, like, he's no, thinking like, about financials for himself pretty much. And then like majority him. And then of course the team and the club and players, but he's thinking about how this is hurting him financially a lot. Yeah. And like, like in the future, but so I, that's the one thing it's hard to know. Like, is it, the players were like, yeah, I'm happy they canceled the season. Like I can, you know, relax, whatever. Or they're like, no, we want to get back and play. You just don't know. Because I haven't seen any players, Mbappe, Neymar, Cavani, or Verratti, I haven't seen any of these guys come out and say anything. Also, are they allowed to? Are you, are you, are you allowed to speak up on regulations that are put by the government and the club? I, think so. I don't know I think, if you can do I that. I don't, I don't know if you can freely do that. And I'm not saying that it's not better. Like, I'm sure, okay, I'm sure they can do it. But number one, is it wise? Number two, is it advisable? And number three, what's the benefit? What's the benefit for you really speaking out against what your club and the league decide to terminate the year? Like, if well, you're. No, no, it wasn't the league. It's, it's really the government. Yeah, if the government decided to say you guys can't play, what benefit does Mbappe really have? I feel like it's kind of like a losing battle. I, so, I don't think so. I think, I honestly think if he, if he was against it, I think he would say something. I don't know about that. I don't, I don't really know in terms of what pre- previous, you know, controversial stances that they stood against, you know, in terms of making making a, a, a stance on what they believe. That's Mr. Responsibility. He, he don't have a problem t- uh, speaking out. 
Yeah, okay, sure. But the thing is, is so, so I, I'm just saying that maybe we're not seeing statements on, on our end uh, in terms of, of the rumor mill, whatever they're doing or talking to that. But on the back end, you know, they might be saying to the agents, hey, like, you know, I mean, what, what's, what's through the wire right now? Because, you know, what can I do to get going, get moving? I'm really curious, though, on my end. Some of these leagues are talking about starting up in July, right? June, June. June, July. The window's open then. So, well, like, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that later. <laughs> it's either if you looked at the show notes, we have. I wish you could, okay, but doesn't mean to stop me from making my point. Caesar, it literally says transfer. a What the hell, man? No, we have something to talk about before that, actually. It doesn't have to be in order. <laughs> Jesus, you uh, dictator. <laughs> yeah, how's it feel? <laughs> anyway, um, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, in about 10 days or so, we might have other leagues football, and that'd be nice because I will definitely go back to not watching Bundesliga. Yeah, see you, Bundesliga. <laughs> enjoy us while we're here. Yeah, exactly. Bundesliga BAM is temporary, so enjoy while last Bundesliga BAM is here <laughs> temporarily. As soon as our league comes back, see ya. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to keep it real. Like, I might continue watching BVB just to watch um, uh, Dawood Baytuni. <laughs> just to watch Dawood Baytuni. So I might be BV BAM. BV BAM, that's kind of cool. Yeah. But um, and, and, we got to make some merch. And maybe, maybe if I can catch a Schalke match, I'll just do it. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't want to hear about Schalke matches. I don't want to hear I, about I, I, I'm just saying for Weston McConan, like maybe he can redeem himself for me. Well, I, I'd rather you watch uh, – God, what's that whack club? Is it Hanover or something like that? The, the club that Sargent's on. Why do I, I'd rather watch Sargent tell me if he sucks or not than Weston McConan. If he's on Hanover, he definitely is garbage. No, it's one of those teams with a green jersey. I don't know, man. Werder Bremen? Yeah, Werder Bremen. Maybe you should watch a Werder Bremen match, see if uh, Sargent's decent or not. The only thing kind of cool about Bundesliga on Fox, like when I was, I was watching a little promo thing they did for it, and they're like showing the um like like the matchups coming up, and the dude pronounces it in like real German. That that was kind of cool. Th- that's cool. And the Bundesliga, um, like Bundesliga USA, like media department. I think they go they do a pretty good job. And in comparison to like what other leagues do for just the USA transition, uh, like France has a dope stuff with the music. You said the highlight package. Bundesliga does that too. I mean, I like I like their social media account. I like their the the video clips they do. Like. And then you could tell their social media is ran by people actually like in America and like kind of like within like the understanding of the pop culture because they do some really cool stuff. Like I've seen them post some cool stuff before. So I can definitely show them props to that. Like I've seen Byron and like Bundesliga English like Twitter account do some really cool stuff. They probably had some MMA stuff. That's probably why you like it. That's um, literally not at all what I saw, but cool, man. <laughs> okay. You know what? You got issues. No, you do. But go ahead. Okay. I'm chilling. I don't take digs at you. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, so a couple weeks ago, we talked about what was going on in, uh, with the Haiti Football, uh, Football Association, the, their football federation, with the uh, president being accused of sexual misconduct and different uh, – we, we actually had a good segment about that. Um, so, update on that, several of, the, of his alleged victims of sexual abuse – his name is uh, – Yves Jean Bart say they have received death threats um, since the claims against him have been reported. Um, 
they they uh one of the one person said that uh, a gangster called us and said that if we talk that they know where our uncles aunts and cousins are um a former coach who worked at the uh the the like their training center said that they forced some of the players to say good things about the president because otherwise they will attack family members living in Haiti Jesus Christ uh, seriously um one of the uh, a former national team player um, who came forward said that um, Jean Bart attempted to rape her, and that he's fathered some of some children of her of her teammates. She said that he's a criminal, and she said that that she's one of his victims. And if he knows, basically, she's she like wants to be like remained anonymous, basically like saying like if he knows that you talked out, that it'll be a nightmare for you. Um, she said that he tried to rape me when I was at the center. He slept with some of my friends. He also has children with some of the girls. He said it's very, she said it's very complicated for us there. And it's not only about sexual abuse, but also moral abuse, economic abuse, everything that man has ruined my life. Um, there, there's a lot here in this article. Like he's, and then, um, after a lot of this stuff came out, He's now been suspended for 90 days by FIFA and they're going to conduct like a further investigation. And um, yeah, there's a lot. They're saying that some of the uh, mothers of the, of his children were minors when they were, uh, when he had, he got them pregnant. Um, So yeah, I mean, hopefully we see this guy in handcuffs soon. He sounds like a straight up mob boss, criminal uh, rapist, crazy person. And the suspension, this 90-day suspension, hopefully, I mean, who knows if we'll see him in handcuffs. But at the very least, hopefully it can get him out of that position and, like, reform the Haitian uh, Women's Football Federation. Yeah. um, That kind of breaks my heart. Uh, It really sucks that it's already a tough situation for a lot of women in the world to have to step up and, and, you know, take a stance against men like this that are, you know, tyrants and disgusting and just filthy humans. But then on top of that, when they make that that difficult decision to take a stand and try to tell something where there's unfortunately this whack-ass narrative that they could be, like, lying about this, you know? Yeah. That they also have to deal with, like, death threats and people that are these, these corny gangsters, you know, trying to trying to, trying to ride for, for something that makes no sense to me. Unless uh, It just... It just doesn't make any sense to me. And it really hurts because, like, these people are already in not an ideal situation. They're not in, a, in, in, in comfortable livings. And they d- d- them doing this, there's not really a plus in life for them. They're not going to get a ton of money. They're not going to be living life lavishly. They're just – they're women in Haiti. Like, and it's not an easy country to, to have a great life in. So they're already having a hard time. So – this only makes it tougher for them. And the fact that they have to, some of them that probably will even have to reconsider what they said, just based upon being fearful, not for themselves, but for their family, dude, that's horrific. And if he's even tied to any of that, like he should do life, like life in prison. Like it's, it really sucks. And I, I really hope that, you know, justice comes through to this, you know, the, this, the, a thorough investigation is done. Regardless of it actually, regardless of even an investigation being done after suspension, get get him out of there in general. Because no matter what happens, any job you have in the world, if you're affiliated to any of this, you lose your job. 
unless you're in course, unless you're, of course you're corporate, whatever, dude, but any other normal situation, you lose your job. So you don't deserve that position. You're taking advantage of, of, of these people who, and in, like you're taking advantage of human beings and it's disgusting. So I hope that the justice is served and, and they can move forward. And maybe after this, they should do take steps towards doing like a really cool rebuild process, you know, like a, a rebuilding of the Haitian FA in terms of the women's division uh, and talk about like empowerment programs and all things they can do to like bring back rally some positive energy and, and, and good, good assistance. And like, maybe like psychology or anything to help these women to bounce back. And it'd be a really cool story. Maybe even like the FA, the, the FIFA can do some kind of partnership to get some of these, these teams to play with other bigger clubs just to get them exposure and travel and, and it'd just be good. I think it'd be good bounce back for, for humanity if they do something better out of this. Also, it's a, it, I mean, honestly, it's just a big indictment on FIFA as an organization because, you know, you're dealing with a big international organization and you should have measures in place where p- players can, you know, anonymously reach out to FIFA and say, like, speak about what's going on. They're talking about this dude. Yeah, this dude's been in been in that position since for a long time. And it's just now coming out like there needs to be some kind of internal investigations department in FIFA where if there's any kind of misconduct that somebody can say, "Hey, this person is doing this. This person is coercing people these women into sex or there's the very improper things because we because it's not like we just seen it Haiti. We we talked about it in Afghanistan, we talked about it in Canada as well. Isn't it the first time it's ever happened? Yeah. So, like, there needs to be a department where somebody can reach out and say, hey, this is what's going on. And then FIFA as an organization can conduct these uh, investigations before they get completely out of hand, like this situation did. I know that Seth Blatter um, was one of his, you know, quote unquote missions was to get like these smaller countries more like visibility and that's cool but like at the same time where you have a country that's there's not a lot of oversight and there's ways to like there's not as much rule of law there needs to be a way that these you know young boys and girls can say like hey this is what's going on there needs to be that email on the fifa website right there there's any misconduct going on in your nation through the fifa through your federation that answers to fifa reach out to us so we can, you know, send somebody there. We can figure it out. You can do all kinds of, uh, you can, you can use all kinds of ways to get justice out of these systems. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, I don't know if they're going to change anything at FIFA based on this, but there needs to be a lot more accountability. It sucks to hear these stories and it sucks that this situation got to this point, you know, over a sport, you know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's a shame because what you're seeing is 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 if you're going to be an organization that does a sport on a global basis, then that's great. I mean, you you have the world's game, but that means you can't follow the model of other sports. You need to you need to expand yourself and be the be the the forefront, the catalyst. Because you know you're you're you have you're the only country in the only sport in the world that literally like has the international competition with that much going on. You're literally bigger than Olympics, so. The, the the you need to have certain guidelines in place for if if the the goal before set bladder had and, and others of FIFA wanted to include more uh countries 
into international tournaments and international competitions. So they expanded things like the Asian conference and, and tried to build on, on these lower, these, these, these smaller countries being able to have opportunities to enter into qualifying tournaments to play against the Brazils and, and Spain's who have a lot more money and a lot more uh, 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 like position in the world. So if you're doing that to get that going, you need to also have things in place to assist them in situations like this, because they don't have the same access as those countries do. So you need to have hotlines in place for, for, cause we talked about even English clubs that had things going on with the youth level, with the players and the kid and, and young players and the old coaches. It's, this is happening around the world. You're going to have, a lot of crime, and a lot of problems. So have something hotline, make it, make it, make it like a, you know, they do the corny, we stand against racism banners. They should just come out one day with just this phone number. Just have these phone numbers on this banner and be like, we, you, you need help call like some international number or put the number, whatever country they're playing in a different number said, that'd be cool because I think a hotline will be good and maybe and if it wouldn't be a lot for FIFA, it'd just be like, here's this hotline, it directs them to FIFA representative, and then it can like easily connect them with like a local authority, a representative that can well, assist an aid or, or just allows them to do an event start an investigation product, some kind of claim. And it can be anonymous because then people just show up one day and be like, Hey, we just came to do a review. It doesn't have to be like, hey, like you're in trouble. We're just gonna do a review, see what's going on here, anonymously, surprise visit, that kind of stuff, because that's that's an Although that's not perfect and that's not going to change everything, it's going to make a difference when you have that presence and that just happening and that available for people. Yeah, they need to have a department of FIFA, and maybe they do. But, maybe they do, but they don't, I don't think they're putting enough work. Yeah, no, they're not doing their job. And, like, honestly, you can put all kinds of moles in there, uh, you know, uh, wiretap some. I'm just here to check equipment, but he's really checking something else. Yeah, wiretap some people. And, and, and when things come out like that, then, you, then, like, that's how change would happen because yeah. there's a lot of corruption, especially when it comes to children. Like, people feel like they can get away with that stuff. When, when this stuff comes out, you know, the real reform can happen. A lot of corruption can be dealt with. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully those, uh, you know, those young girls that, um, in the Haitian FA can get some kind of vindication and closure. But I feel for them. And hopefully, at the very least, hopefully this is a catalyst to some real change when it comes to uh, federations around the world, because you shouldn't have to suffer because you want to go kick a ball around. Um, Facts. Especially you shouldn't have to, and you, you shouldn't have to, to be concerned about your child's, you know, being yeah. abducted or anything happening to them. If you're sending them away to these international programs for the clubs. Seriously. Okay. Caesar, um, going back to the transfer window. <laughs> um. Cause like, yeah, cause I was thinking about it. I was like, damn dude, like if football is starting in June, it's starting back up in June, there's basically no break. Like when does the transfer window open up? Like I'm so confused now and I haven't seen anything about it. <laughs> what do they do? Do you think that there should be just the transfer windows open while these teams are playing or wait or what? I mean, it's not, it wouldn't be the first time teams play during a transfer window opening, you know, like, uh, of course, they have preseason stuff when they have the well, summer they, stuff. They have the winter. Some clubs start already over during the winter while the window's open. Yeah, they have Champions League, quali- they have Champions League I, qualifiers. I want them to be open because I don't feel that it'd be fair. And also, I think it'd be a monster contractually that because there's a pandemic going on, players have to stay at a place longer. That seems like real issues 
and a little bit too slavery-ish for me, so I don't like that. So I think it should be open. Um, it's just weird. It's weird, and it makes me think that some people might be leaving. <laughs> or I think weird. moves are going to happen, um, but it's just but, weird. Like, you're talking about June and July. I'm like, damn. In August. You, in you August. Like, a June, July is the big transfer time, and you're going to have some people playing, like, big La Liga games in July. Like, first of all, like, whoa, like, wh- like, what if someone major comes through the pipes? Like, what what happens? Like, you just start them off or get them playing? Caesar, even, like, Champions League, like, they're talking about playing Champions League in August. Like, when is the transfer window open? Like, or maybe, like, because, you know, basically what they're – I think, like, what they're trying to say or do is, like, look, the break was now. Like, your vacation was now, like, during the pandemic – Obviously, it's not ideal. You couldn't do a damn thing. But at the same time, you couldn't get injured either or get tired. Exactly. So that's when your break was. And, like, we're starting the season in June. And, like, we're just going to basically go through. I think what will happen is, like, they'll, they'll – I, I think what they're going to try to do is finish Champions League, like, mid-August, do, like, two weeks, and then just start everything back up. Now – At least start off with, with the with – the, um, qualifiers for Champions League. Also. They're not going to do qualifiers for Champions League. They already said they're not. Yeah. So what I'm thinking now, this is another option. If they finish Champions League like August 15th or so, and they're trying to start back the leagues in September, maybe just be like, look, those two weeks, get all your transfers done. Yeah. That yeah. would be great. That'd be great, but it's not going to happen. I think that the thing with the transfer window, I think I can, it should. Though. I think you leave the transfer window as is because. That's a that's a that's an easy fix when time goes by because you're only talking about how things start up in August, right? So all you have to do is you this this window right now is kind of buck wild. It's a wild window right now, but by December, January, you're good. Like you're good. You're already you're already flowing. You're probably gonna have your schedules kind of already kind of set up again by December, January. That's remember, there's only two windows a year, so you only have to sacrifice the craziness of one window. And then you'll get back to the normal running things after this is over. So I think this one, just kind of leave it as is. Like, if y'all want to do this, if, you, if you're a club that wants – remember, these clubs have the have – the, unless, of course, there's a buyout clause, these clubs kind of have the, the authority to accept or de- decline any kind of uh, purchase for a player. So unless you're, like, willing to move or take these risks, fine. But normally, you know, you want to just – just, I think if you just let this one go, every, it'll just – like the calendar will just fix itself in time. But the only thing is like the teams – like the like the the year for the contracts ends in June. So like, you know, a, a player that's like at the end of their contract or players or, – or like let's say you have one more year in your contract, like that's the time to re-up or like transfer. But – you didn't get like the team didn't get all their games from you. You know what I mean? Like there's still like 10 more games that they supposed to get out of you. So it'll be, it'll be an interesting situation. Like is, is like, for example, like, uh, like a player in Italy and a player like between Italy and Spain, like they're basically going to start up, start up at the same time. Or let's say like a Sadio Mane, they're talking about him going to either, uh, you know, Real Madrid, Barcelona, whatever, like, is it fair for him to move during the real transfer window when like he wouldn't have been able to move while he still had games to play, you know? 
Like I think I, I like what I what I, I don't feel, know about fair. I mean, like what I feel like would be better for the teams at least and for the players. I feel like is if they just end this season whenever they end the season, like the last Champions League match, just a two week transfer window. And because even with transfer window, like we always get annoyed because just like dude, you're taking too long. Just get the business done. First of all, it's not going to work like that. But, like, we can't... <laughs> How do you know? We can't speed them to make it faster. Okay, first of all, hold on, hold on, hold on. They, they make it a pain because they want to do that because there's all kind of crap we don't know about. They make it a pain, so they're not going to be like, oh, now with two, let's work harder to get these deals done. Yeah, they're not going to do that shit. Either. How do you know what they're going to do? they're monsters. They don't want to do that stuff to make it easier on us. They don't want to do no, that. No, no, I'm not saying about easier on us. I'm just saying, like, on the teams as well. Like, how are you going to have a player in England or Italy or Spain when they're playing right now leave during when contractually they're still supposed to be obligated to their team. Okay. But you're saying like, Oh, like how's it fair for Sadio Mane? Like a Sadio Mane to come oh. in. Let's say, let's say, let's and say a Sadio team. Mane. Let's and say a team. Huh? And the team. But then it's not, but the, you can't, it can't like some things be fair and some not because it's like, what about the players in France? Like what, what about Leon that doesn't even get to get, get to play in Champions League next year? Where are they sitting at? But what I'm saying is fair. Just do it at the end of the last Champions League match, and they're probably only going to get two weeks before they start the season back up. Do you get a two-week transfer window, man? I don't know, man. That seems tough. That seems tough because, like, there's a lot of – there's just a lot of – it's if this, if this was a league where it was everything happening within Liga or everything happening within La Liga, that makes sense. You could shut out two – into two weeks because everything is like kind of in the base. But when you're talking about like from England to France to Spain to Portugal, whatever, that's a lot going on and be like, you have two weeks. Good luck. I just think well, it's too well, much. Well, well, the thing is, I think, I mean, it's not like all the negotiation happens within those two weeks. People, no, no. People negotiating now. They're already talking about. But, but how much negotiation do you really want to do when a player is either actively playing uh, when a player saying. can get injured, there's too much risk involved. That's what I'm saying. And, but, but, then, but to equate that into two weeks to make that final decision is rough when you could just do it within the two-month window of someone playing or whatever. That's, that seems a little more comfortable because within that two-month window, at any point you could grab him. But when you have a two-week window, Whoa. you have this whole Whoa. point, and boom, I can take him now or not. Like, that's what it seems like. Just grab him, just grab him. Just no, because it's like, oh, I've been negotiating, negotiating, negotiating. And then, boom, I can take him, and it's only in this two-week window we can make the final decision. But in the two-month window, at any point he can go. Well, it's not that you can make the final decision. I'm just saying the trend. Because I just saw something today that, something today that said that Alex Tellis is going to PSG. Like, they already negotiated. I Like, negotiations happen throughout the season. And, and actually, I'm, I'm tripping because you can actually get someone ahead of time. Yeah. And have it set up so they can leave when that window opens. But, yeah. but I mean, like – the guy could normally leave already, but I, now he has to wait until this two-week window opens to leave. Because because you're waiting till the off season is what I'm saying. Like, I I don't I don't like the is that off season for everybody or just Champions League? No, no, no. So what? So this is what this is what like obviously we still don't know everything, but what it seems like they're going to do these teams are going to be playing out their last 10, 11 weeks, and they're going to be doing Champions League within that as well. They're talking about ending Champions League in August. I'm assuming they won't go to, like, the end of August. Let's say, like, beginning or middle August at the at the most. Mm-hmm. If they end it, the, like, the last game of Champions League is August 15th or so, they're, they're not going to start up the leagues 
they're going to start them up in September. Like they have to. I say let the, all the transfers happen within that off season. Like let them just go ahead and happen then, instead of doing it while players are still like fighting for championships. You know what I mean? Like it'll be like imagine like Barcelona and Real Madrid being able to go get uh uh Holland. You know, it's still during the actual season. You know, like I don't know. Um. I don't disagree with you necessarily. Of course not. You agree with me. But I'm playing devil's advocate because I think I think at the same time, I think that like I don't think that the two month window is a bad thing either. I think that both are fine. I just think I think yours is a good idea as well. Like I wouldn't be upset with a two week window. But at the same time, I also believe that if they were just to be like, Well, we're just gonna kinda leave it how it is. And then it's just going to fix itself. I'll be like, that's cool. Well, it's either you, you you want madness to happen because you're a media guy now. Are you dumb? Madness is happening. What do you think? Everything no. chill okay. vibes only? Okay. Please what don't. I don't know why you're hurling out insults now. I mean, you're attacking me saying you want madness to happen. Okay. Like, I don't know why I got to be dumb for that. I don't know why I got to be wanting chaos. I'm a peace lover. I got a corgi on my shirt. Okay. Anyway, you're being mean and attacking me. I don't need this. <laughs> Jesus, but yeah, if if they just say okay, you know, uh, June first, uh, windows open, do what you want. Yeah, it'll be insane, and yeah, like it gives us more to talk about for sure. I'm just thinking about like what's better for humanity. Unlike you, you want to call people dumb and you know just be no, violent, just huh? Just you. Damn, doubling down. Um. Anyway, okay. Also, FIFA 21 is supposed to come out in October? No. FIFA, FIFA always comes out the last Friday of September. Oh, excuse me. Oh, so far off. I mean, I'm, I'm, suppo- I mean I'm, I'm not supposed to not be playing this game for 21 years. Am I supposed to know when it comes out? I mean, dang, I'm so far it's, off. So basically, I, I, basically, it's like usually it should be like September 25th, I believe. This guy, I said October. My balance three days off. My bad. <laughs> You're just taking things personal because you have emotional issues. Um, so oh, you know, you just... September 25th, yeah, looks like a good date. Okay, anyway, do you think that they're, like, I- I'm wondering about FIFA 21. Like, the whole damn <laughs> second half of the season got wrecked. Who knows what's going to happen with the transfer window? Like, who knows? Like, do you think what's happened – is going to affect FIFA 21 at all or not really? I think that if we were talking about this in 2012, I agree something would have happened. Um, I think that the the biggest change for, for video games, especially sports games, I think around 2014, they started having live updates. Yeah, that's right. Live yeah. roster updates. I think that's what really helped this, the game like grow because you would get a game in September – and then NBA or whatever sport you're playing, some big trade will happen, but the guy is still on the team, so you have to, like, manually move him over, and it just wouldn't feel right. Now that they have the live roster changes, and you can do that. And um, I think that's helped them a lot. I think the bigger concern for me was that FIFA – I mean, EA uh, had a lot less workers working during all this, and then they made a, a statement saying that, FIFA will not get affected. It's still going to be released at the same time. So that just tells me they're going to be releasing to me the same goddamn game as last year um, with three changes, which is really infuriating. Um, I just think they're going to be – I think they'll be rolling out the same damn game because I think 
everybody notices the last three years there's been no real graphics change. That'd be cool if the graphics are like like 2010 graphics. <laughs> I mean, they're not they're not that bad, but they're definitely the they're definitely the same graphics the last couple years. So I don't think they're gonna be making any changes there. And what everybody asks every single year is for changes to career mode. Changes to career mode. They had a last year they had a full year to make changes. You know what they did to change career mode? They added stupid post and pre-game interviews that you had a selection of three questions. And if you answer those three questions, you can either e- increase uh, neutral or, or decrease team or player morale. That's what you did differently. And you added Volta indoor soccer, which is fun. But career mode was what everybody wanted. You know, the older FIFAs had amazing career mode options. So they didn't do any of that. So I think that they're just going to leave the game the same. Uh, they might – add something like kind of funky for when you start off the season. But for example, like when they do world cup, suddenly like if it's a world cup year, what they used to do is they used to release a FIFA, let's say 2012. And then they would release a FIFA 2012 world cup edition or whatever, or FIFA 2002 world cup edition. You have to buy that separately. Now it's just included into the game. And for the month you have like this weird update and it's cool little colors. And you get to play the tournament in the game and then it's gone. So, they might do something when you start off where it's kind of goofy what you're playing in, like it's kind of weird, or they might have like no fans in the stands or whatever, and it might revert to normal after that. But I, I don't think they're going to be doing much. I actually expect this probably be one of the worst FIFAs ever um, because if they already don't do anything on a full healthy year, Lord knows when you have half the staff working and all this, I feel like this FIFA is just going to be a template from last year, and they should give it to us. they should give it to us for half the price. But – well, they need to add um, Asian and African teams in their tournaments. Can you have AFCON and AFC? The only or, reason or can... they don't do that is because uh, 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 Pro Evolution has the bids for those. So they buy the rights to those those teams and clubs. So, And Pro Evolution is played in those areas more than FIFA is, unfortunately. So. Well, look, i got to do this from Iran. I want to be in the World Cup. Iran qualified for the World Cup. They were the first team in 2018 to qualify. And the first one out. So it's just like – Not um, true. <laughs> look at this guy's racist. i got to be dumb and you got to be racist. Okay. That's what makes the show great, man. So Me uh, being dumb and you being racist? Yeah. Keep saying it. Um, yeah, because you said uh, it. We all remember what you said about Ronaldo's dad. So anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't really <laughs> – yeah, I, I would – I personally, in terms of, like, mean – the mean-spirited approach, because I like FIFA more, I would love for them to buy everything that Pro Evolution has and just have everything under one game, one console, uh, one title. But they don't. And, uh, like, for example, like, they have Brazilian League, a few of the clubs, but the, none of the clubs have any players' names on it because all those clubs are also on the other game, but they have the trademarks to the players' names. So it's kind of already weird. Um Yeah. Well, you know, I'm done, but uh, we <laughs> you said very. <laughs> I don't know how you live with yourself. Um, I live great, actually. You're right because you get to insult people. Um, okay, so just to wrap it up, I do want to talk about Gareth Bale. I don't. Did you see his quote or no? Yeah, about golfing. Yeah, go ahead. No, 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 not this. Not not golf. This was even better. Oh God. Obviously, we've already done the deep dive on Gareth Bale. Like, Gareth Bale is just literally capped, like, 100%. 
This is what this dude said in his recent interview on some dude's show. On some dude. Uh, Eric Enders Lang or something. He said, I've had 80,000 people in the stadium whistling me because I haven't played well. I just don't get it. You would expect if you're not having a good time on the pitch, you would expect your fans to get behind you and try and make you do better because it will make them happy. But it seems to be that they do the opposite. They just whistle you, which can, which consequently makes you feel worse. You lose your confidence, and then you play worse, which is going to make them even more upset. Now, <sighs> Gareth, like, I don't, I'm reading that, and I'm like, okay, dog, like, you haven't had a good game for a long time. You had a you had a Champions League final where you scored two goals. And they were both lucky. They were spectacular, but they were lucky. You haven't had a good game, like a good game for a minute. And we already did the deep dive, you're uncommitted. You're talking about, oh, because I haven't had a good game. You haven't had a good game in forever. They're whistling you because you're eating up salary. Like, I can't believe that this dude literally went this whole season and you're saying this quote now. Like, those fans aren't dumb. They're fans of the team. They're real supporters. They know that you add nothing to the team and you eating up 500 racks a week. They want better – they want a better player. It ain't because, like, you, you're allowed to be sensitive. But they whistled Ronaldo before. They whistled Benz before. These guys are showing up, and you're whack and garbage, man. Even though I'm dumb, I can see that. I just want to say that that's one of the most sus comments of all time. Uh, I – it's like every time he has an opportunity, he just knows how to just make him look, look, make himself look more and more weak and whack as fuck to me personally. I'm sorry. First of all, it's really cute for you to want to come out and talk trash about how the fans are treating you when we're going to have games with no fans. Whoop to do. Good job, buddy, because you know damn well they can't whistle you because no one's going to be there. So hey, that's sorry, great. Man. That's great, Gareth Bale. Good for you. Now I'm talking right now. That's good for you, Gareth Bale. I'm glad that you can come 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 with the heat, knowing that you don't have to face those fans again that are going to hate this comment for a while. That's that's good. It's good to be able to talk when someone can't be there to to press you for it. That's n- lovely. Second of all, the one time you ever balled out in your life was the two lucky goals. Then, uh, after you did that, after you showed the world that oh yeah, I'm slower now and stuff. That's great. I can't read that. Jesus. After you showed the world just slower and weaker now, you decided this is an excellent stage after winning a, a three-peat. Let me go talk about how I feel like I was wronged. Let me feel like, let me go out and talk about how I got played. I should have played more. I didn't like the situation. Let me revisit my future. This was the moment during a celebration you felt it was important to address your concerns and issues. So why do you think that the fan base is going to rally behind someone that when things are going good, you have an issue what's going on around you. And when things are going bad, you're disinterested, unmotivated, and you have more of a passion to go golf and do memes. Where do you, what, what do you want us to do? What do you want us to do? 
You play like ass, and we gotta kiss your feet. You play good, and we and and we're supposed to just and we're supposed to understand why you're frustrated. The world has never worked like this in history. The only time that's worked like that if you're a spoiled brat. That's when things work like that for you. So, for the beginning, you were were this hot commodity. You didn't leave. When you were bad, we tried to throw you into China. No one wanted to pay for it. So I don't understand what he wants. No one wants you to play for them. And if they wanted you, they didn't want to pay the money that, unfortunately, the club is paying for you to be here. So I don't know what he wants in life. I don't know what he wants right now. Either he's been paid too much and life has been too good, and he hasn't been able to, It sounds like to me you haven't had to work in a minute. That's the issue. You haven't had to work. You've been chilling at the best club in the world or one of the best clubs, and life's been great. You haven't had to be at Tottenham where it's been scrug and coach changes and, and, and dudes like Nona Bailey coming up and Son making you, every time they're coming in, making you look whack as hell. You haven't had to do that. You've been chilling. And all you, all you have to do in Real Madrid is just take an injury break and pretend like you're hurt and then go golfing on weekends. So it looks like life's been really good for you, and that's unfortunate because you're making way too much money, and you've done way too, you've had way too many really good moments in the past Real Madrid to become this dude now. I used to be riding the flag for him, flag, waving the Gareth Bale flag, saying that y'all got to relax. Like I, He's talented. He's talented. And no, that time is up, and you won't even accept it yourself. It's weak as hell. Like you said, Ronaldo's been booed. Everybody's been booed. Isco. Isco's been booed and told to get the hell out before, and they should trade him in the past, and he's risen above time and time and time and again. You have constant examples within your club. Even Ramos. Time and time again, examples of your club of players that have been, that have been felt like the, the fans have, uh, have turned on them. But what they do, they keep working through that adversity, and they're beloved again. If you can't follow the model of people around you, you need to go somewhere. Dog or retire. Go retire. Retire. Also, even like when you're saying like after that uh, uh, Champions League final when he scored those goals and he's like, oh, I should have been playing more. The next season when he was injured and not playing, he talked about, oh, you know, it's really hard for players. They treat us like robots or whatever. And I remember we talked about that. I'm like, well, dog, just a couple months ago, you were saying how you should have been playing more. Now you're a robot and you're a slave. Like, come on, dog. Like, is is it, he's it's really always entitled. Gonna be inconvenient for someone that's spoiled. It's always going to be an inconvenience for him. Yeah, it's, it's, like I said, when it's good, there's an issue. When it's bad, there's an issue. So there needs to no one can see or even a club. It's not even a language barrier. The club can't see what what to do with you. They don't know what situation makes Gareth Bale smile other than when he's not around and he's golfing with his buddies and he's happy. When he's playing for the Wales national team, it's all good. You don't want to be here, so go, dog. Yeah, it, it, it is. The thing it's is like. Weird. The thing is, it's like the thing that'll make it better is if you play better and he comes on the pitch and he does not perform. So it's like the team is going to want you there and things are going to go well if you're playing well. He doesn't play well. So it's like, okay, you're just gonna like, what are you upset about? And then, yeah, this last transfer window, nobody wanted you, dude. Like nobody. There was no offers. It was literally just China. And China does not pay transfer fees. So. What? So Real's like, why? Like at uh, Real's like, hey man, we spent a lot of effing money on this guy. Not only a hundred million to just get him here, but we're paying him a stupid amount every year in wages. So we got to get something back for and, this for this hot this hot commodity that his agent is claiming that he is, and they they can't even keep their own stories consistent because the agent saying one thing and Bill saying that they they were that's a whole ass mess over there. 
And and even this narrative with Gareth Bale, who has had moments, but mm-hmm. like absolutely, like he's had moments, but like there's been it's. I mean, obviously, I haven't watched him his whole time at Real Madrid, but like in the last five years or so, there hasn't been like a lot of games where it's like, wow, he really balled out. There's been a few. Even the moments, the way that is characterized is like, oh, like you know, Gareth Bale did this thing, but it's not. But 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 yeah, also got to qualify that. If there was a like, who was on the bench? Maybe there was another player that could have done that too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. they're like, oh, you know, the goal he scored in Copa del Rey, whatever. I'm like, yeah, but like, it wasn't like this is the only guy that could do that. Like maybe there was somebody. Maybe Mor- Morata probably could have done that too. You know what I mean? It wasn't like he's like some sensational player. Like he's the inspiration that's like making you win these amazing games. Like no, that's been Ronaldo. Since Ronaldo's left, obviously, we all saw the whole media saying, wow, Ronaldo's gone. It's time for Gareth Bell to shine. It did not happen. Huh. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Like, the last time, even in that breakout year you showed when we did the deep dive, I believe it was, like, 2015 or 14 that he, like, had, like, his best year. And that was, like, 22 goals, something like that, or 20 goals, whatever you have in the calendar year. Gareth Bale, the last time I, I remember looking at Gareth Bale and going every single week, every single week I go, man, like, this dude comes in and it, it's it's issues. That was like 2013, dog, 2014. Exactly. That was the first year. When he was in the first year when they had Di Maria, they had that team, and, and Ronaldo, everybody, I was like, man, like, this team is already filthy with someone like Di Maria out there. Now you have Gareth Bale that comes in. That's a that's that's a real problem the teams to deal with. That's the last time I fucked up. Ever since then, he's been the kingpin of every other week. It's something. So when you're a player that I don't look at, like even a Benzema, even if he's not scoring, a Benzema will be like, he can any minute now it can be an issue. Like he's that guy. Uh Vinicius Jr. is even a guy you go, he's out there and he can cause something. He can create something no matter what. I don't. I haven't said that about Gareth Bale so long. Even in that year we won, it was an anomaly what he pulled off. It was yeah. it was a wormhole had appeared. We're almost like, whoa! First of all, you shoot this rocket shot from fifty yards away, and the whack ass goalie can't even catch a damn punt. He can't catch a punt, and it drops into the goal. That was the most lucky goal of all time. And then you do a I do a bicycle kick goal off the heels of what Ronaldo did to 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 get kicked Juve out, which was a sensational one. Like, that was an amazing performance the week before. You do one, too. So, it's like these were amazing. It, it, his didn't even look like it was supposed to happen. It looked like he just threw his leg in the air, and it was lucky the contact happened. It wasn't, like, crisp. So, look, that everyone was, everyone was just shocked as you were, Gareth Bale, that those things happened that day. Everyone was like, wow, man, oh, man, whoa. Like, that was amazing. Season. Every that, year, that, man. That, I'm not going to deep dive this dude. because No, 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 of course. He was a – FIFA has a World Eleven team, right, every year, kind of like all NBA does. Since 2013, Gareth Bale has dropped on the team's list every season. Of he course. Was second, 2013, second team. Then 14, 15, he was 13. Then 15, he was 14. Then 16 – 2016, he was oh, 2016, he was third again, which he kind of had that resurgence year again, and then and in 2017, he was 15 in the list, and he hasn't been on a team since. Yeah, he has not been included in a world team 2017. 
So everyone needs to admit in the circle that they're still riding the, riding the wave off his Instagram clips from when we used to have the, the shoulder stripes on the jersey. It's been a long time, buddy. It's been years. Last year, it was supposed to be his club. This was for him. I was like, all right, man, well, now you can't say shit. You, it's all for you. It's Ronaldo's gone. The seven jersey we're trying to give to Mariano, we don't know what to do. So here, take it. Take the take the throne. Caesar, he scored. What did you do? He scored. He scored 14 goals all season. You Ronaldo left off of I believe it was a third. I think it was like a 44 goal year or some stupid number he left on. And and uh, coming off a three P. You you step in and you give us 14 goals. Well, actually, I'm gonna say 11 because I think three of those were in the Club World Cup. Yeah, you probably played in the, in the RM Cup. <laughs> and you probably got some goals in RM Copa, which is great. You played against uh, Frankfurt. That's awesome. But, like, I just I just don't understand, like, when is the point where, like, I get a lot of people hate Real Madrid. Fine. That's cool. Because I hate, like, Barcelona. That's great. But I'm even willing to admit, like, if the same situation was happening at Barcelona, for example, like, maybe like a Dibele, which is kind of a weird situation. Luis Suarez. I, I, even Suarez. I empathize. I empathize knowing that it's true. Like, like. For example, like the recent thing where Luis Suarez out there, Loki telling Latar Martinez, like, he's not ready for this league yet. That's just you being selfish. Like, you don't want to lose your spot. Like, that's not a recognition of the team. Someone like Gareth Bale, what he's doing, if that was happening over there, I'd be like, yo, like, he ain't done nothing in a long time. He's just, he's just collecting checks over there. Mm-hmm. And we don't want him. No one else wants him. If he, if he was so if – if we were so lucky to have him, he would have been gone – this Man U crap that they make up would have been happened because Man U, Lord knows they would have needed that. You're going to tell me Man U didn't need him? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? They would have been needed him. So yeah, it's, it, it's all cap. Yes. I've been done with him. He can keep going to the media and talking about, oh, well, everybody's mad about me playing golf. It's not everybody's mad at you playing golf. You don't get to do that after you get to make jokes about it. You don't get to do that when you when – you, with your little Welsh buddies and it's cool and everybody can speak your, your foreign medieval language together and you're hanging hey, out. Hey, man, hey. Stuff. Hey. That's fine. Hey. But, but the only times you want to talk trash is when you're away from everybody or you're in Wales and you want to talk about the fans when the fans can come to games. That, to me, that says a lot to you about your character. Good for you, buddy. You're willing to be all comfortable running that mouth when things are, when things are convenient for you to do it. That's great. Keep it up. Also, even even with the Wales thing, because they always say, oh, you know, he shows up for Wales. He plays for Wales. I'm like, yeah, but there's no pressure on Wales. Wales has no pressure, man. Wales ain't been to no World Cup. He don't have pressure, dude. Of course you can go show up. You're the – yeah, that's not hard to be the best. I mean, even though I don't even think he's the best player for Wales, I think Aaron Ramsey and Joe Allen are. But, yeah, you can go up to Wales and show up. There's no pressure. Real Madrid – there's a lot of pressure, and he don't take it. No, it, it's it's weird to me. You know what? I'm sure he would. I'm sure part of him. I'm sure the best situation. Him go go play at Swans or something like that. Go go be comfortable. Go have a good time kicking in your homeland and a good time. But you know why you don't want to go there? Because they're not paying what we're paying. They're not paying that. And also, Real Madrid's not going to send you over there because they're not going to pay for it. So it's like you need to just put in the work that you can because you're 30. You have another. You if you just turn to 31. Work, 31. If you adapted your game, changed it up, maybe become trying to work your game more centrally, fix it up, you could get another three solid years in and just put in work. But you don't want to do that. 
you, you you're doing stuff that I don't feel like you're 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 contributing to keeping your personal health in, and your attitude is not showing otherwise. So at this point, it just becomes an annoyance. Yeah, he's garbage, um, and it's just a bad attitude. Like it's unfortunate. He's like blaming the fans, and it's like dog. Like it, fans aren't out there in the pitch. You they're not coming out there. Yeah. If bam, if he came into those games, even even if he just came into these games and just put in work or just did what he could, no one's gonna be whistling you, dog. Because the one thing about Real Madrid fans. They, they they recognize when even when the East Coast media drama was happening, okay, the East Coast media drama was happening. What was happening though with the fans? In the beginning, they were doing the the they were, they were annoyed with him. He started coming, he came back into those games under that whack ass coach, I forgot his name we had. He would put in work and the fans were cheering. They started to cheer. They were happy because they were recognizing the work he was putting in. Yeah. So there's Real fans will always recognize when someone's at least doing putting in work, and he hasn't done that for a long time. Yeah, you're gonna get booed. You're gonna get a whistle. That's what it is. People are paying a lot of money to go to those games. Some people fly from Japan just to have a dream to come watch this match, and you come out there and you look like you're you're taking an evening stroll, <laughs> and you're giving thumbs up out like it's practice. Oh, nice try, but no, nah, dog, run run until you to slip on the damn floor and, uh, when you run out of bounds. Go all out. I mean, Future said we go to Japan, we shop when we land. Yeah, either be a robot or don't. You pick. Yeah. Anyway, episode 154, Caesar turned up off that Real Madrid talk. You know what I'm saying? And you know, coffee. Like, and turned up off calling me dumb. Um, I'll be expecting an apology next episode. Um, we'll be here. <laughs> anyway. You're not uh, dumb, happy? Huh? You're not dumb. <laughs> oh, no, that's different than an apology, but okay. Um, that is my apology. <laughs> this is evil. Um, but yeah, episode one twenty uh, or one fifty four. We made a podcast. Also check out. Uh, well, I think I don't know when it's going to drop, but there's another political episode, political report on Audio Face Podcast. Go check that out. Yeah, holler. Um, you know what I'm saying? Been been a great three years. Yep, it's almost over. So enjoy the ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you should be fighting because you calling me dumb. <laughs> yeah, we should. Yeah. Anyway, holler.